Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Welcome back to Raising Real Estate Standards. Thanks. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it's been a uh, uh, it's been a little bit since Brian and I got together um, to to record, and uh, a lot of stuff's happened um, um, in the last few weeks, few months. Um, markets adjusted, and uh, we kind of want to just uh, hit on where things are currently right now in the market, and what that means for you as the agent, and how you can best. Uh, um, take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. Yeah, I think um, everybody kind of feels a change um, and has felt a change for, you know, the last little bit. And you're hearing a lot of things out there kind of, um, you know, what's this market look like? What's it going to do? What's it, you know, are, are we in a are we in a housing recession? Are we, you know, are we in a buyer's market? Are prices going to drop? You know, and you're hearing a lot of things on the news. You're seeing these uh, news headlines. And, you know, I want, one thing that we want to talk about is, is let's give you some facts on what's actually happening out there. Absolutely. And uh, um, as we go through these, just, you know, understand that, you know, it, nobody really knows exactly what's going to happen. Anybody that tells you they do is um, um, fool, foolish, I would say, because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I thought X was going to happen and Y has happened. Um, you know, so as, as we're going through, these are just, you know, projections and, 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 and thoughts, but we have no idea exactly what's going to happen. But right now, um, the market is, is kind of, you know, fluctuating up and down. There's, you know, inflation is still a, a big issue. The the Federal Reserve is trying to tackle that, which affects us all. They thought they had some stuff under control. Numbers looked good. And market sentiment went up. And then all of a sudden, you know, some numbers came in. They were not so good. And market sentiment went went back down. So, you know, it's it's some uncontrollable things for agents, that things that we can't do, we can't control. Um, all we can do is look at them, anticipate, but do the things that are in your control. Yeah. You mentioned just a second ago about, you know, you thought some things were going to happen and didn't. And you mentioned in a meeting that we had um, not too long ago, and I thought it was a really great stat. And we all thought inventory was going to really pick up through this. We all knew that that sales were going to kind of slow down as interest rates went up, but then, then inventory would pick up. And then what happened? What really happened? Sure. Uh, so, you know, in, in a graph that we're going to uh, put up here for you guys to, to look at, you'll see that uh, um, typically in March or March of 2022, um, 20, March or April 2022, um, you know, when the market started to dip down, um, you know, inventory shot way down. And the, thought, the, the conventional wisdom was when interest rates rise, there's going to be less buyers in the market. There's going to be more properties for sale, inventory rise. So that's going to have a little bit of uh, softening of prices uh, uh, in the market. Well, what actually happened is interest rates did rise. Buyers did pull themselves out of the market, but also at the same time, sellers pulled themselves out of the market at a faster rate than the buyers pulled themselves out of the market. And so what you had was while there's less deals going on, and, and as real estate agents, we experienced this, we're doing less deals. However, for the homeowner, the prices didn't really soften up. There was still an upward pressure on, on pricing because supply and demand, supply went down faster than demand. And which was counterintuitive to what all the experts were saying and what I thought was going to happen. 
Yeah, so that pretty much tells you right there that as long as we keep kind of that trend, this whole idea of prices going down, prices going down, and and when I say that, guys, I'm I'm talking more about you know our our local market, but on a national level, you're not seeing the price drop like they originally thought it was going to look like. So so based on that trend, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see this buyer's market magically appear. Um, like we may have had, you know, uh, eight, nine years ago. Absolutely. Kind of, you know, not to get specific on the stats, but I'll kind of throw some, some numbers at you. Some of the big banks, some of the big financial analysts anticipated or projected that uh, pricing in 2023 was going to see around a 6 to 7% decrease in uh, home prices. Well, Beginning in you know February, early 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 February, late February, they did an about face and adjusted their projections, and they adjusted them from you know six to seven percent decrease to a two percent decrease. Well, that's a huge change, and that's early in the market cycle. And I think what you're going to find is that as we get into midway through the year, they're going to then they're going to also adjust their projections again. Uh, National Association of Realtors and a lot of the um, big analysts that are in the industry, in the real estate industry, anticipated a flat, but about a 0% um, adjustment. And they're pretty steady on that. They haven't adjusted that. And I think they were a little bit more accurate to what things were going to happen because, as Brian mentioned, some markets uh, will see a little bit of a decrease. Some markets like ours in um, uh, the central part of North Carolina are seeing you know, increases, not not decreases, but increases in prices still. Um, so those will probably level out on a nation, national national scale mm-hmm. and will probably equal that zero percent. We'll see. Who knows? We don't we don't know, but that's the what the 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 smart people in the room are saying at this point. Yeah, and um, there's not too many smart people in this room, actually. So no, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but, so let's 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 look at this. So so um, those stats pretty much say Real estate is still a good investment, correct? Correct. We, we, we're all on the same page there. Um, you know, we had this huge run-up in appreciation, and if we're flat for a year, you haven't really lost anything. You, you haven't lost anything. Um, and then you'll still continue to tick up. So real estate is a good investment. Let's look at the real estate agent for a second because what you've heard us talk about and what you were really starting to hear – um, around is this is going to be the year of the pro. Like Mark said, there there's going to be possibly fewer or probably fewer transactions happening. The 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 amount or the 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 price of the home is not dropping, but the amount of transactions probably will. So as a real estate agent, we're going to have to be focused on is this my career? Is this a, is this the future for me? Is this Am I a professional? Right. Um, it's important um, for those that, that answer in the affirmative that, yes, I am a professional versus those that um, um, just decide to do this because it was a great way to make easy money. Um, you, you professionals have a great opportunity because those that, that thought it was going to be easy money, they're getting out of the business faster than you can, you know, faster than they got into the business. Um and um, you know you're seeing exodus of, of real estate agents out of the out of the game, um, and uh, uh, what does that mean? That means the consumer is left with fewer choices. Um, more importantly, 
um, they're being very um, decisive with their, de- you know, with their decisions or, or looking into the agent, making sure they're getting the right person in this weird market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your ability to express your value and to be the trusted advisor and the consultant on with your clients is going to be super important. Mm-hmm. And um, it's where you're going to get more business than your competitors mm-hmm. is being able to show your value and being able to um, um, articulate your vision and your ability to get them to what they need, which is unique in everybody's situation. Because let's be honest, you know, Nick Bailey, um, um, CEO of Remax, said he can predict at a hundred percent, one hundred percent, that this year people are going to buy and sell houses. Mm-hmm. Yep, no question, they're going to buy and sell houses. People buy and sell houses not because, you know, not 100% of the time or most of the time, not for investment purposes. People buy and sell houses because life events happen. Mm -hmm. People get married. People have kids. People get divorced. People die. Things happen that cause people to buy houses. And those things don't change. That natural phenomenon doesn't change, which should give us some security that our expertise are going to be still relevant as the days go on. Yeah, it's funny you say that because everybody gets so caught up in the interest rate piece of it. It's like, oh, interest rates have gone up to to six and a half percent. It's going to shut down the housing market. When was the last time you heard somebody say, you know what? Interest rates are low. I think I'll buy a house. I, I don't think people say that. No. People, people buy houses, like you said, when life happens. They don't buy houses. They may refinance. Yes. They may get a different loan when rates go down, but the choice to buy a house based upon the amount of interest that they're going to pay on is, is, is not a huge factor. It's a huge factor maybe not to upgrade at this point, maybe to wait, um, but it's at the end of the day, it's not a huge factor when it comes down to it because life is going to dictate those those decisions. Mm-hmm. So um, so what, what do we need to do at this point, you know? You've seen this influx of agents into the into the industry over, let's call it the last five, six years. You know, now we're in this um, kind of um, change, this um, pivot zone. Um, what do we need to do? What does looking like a pro look like? Getting close with your clients. Getting close with your um, the people that know, like, and trust you. Um, you know, Jared James said, you know, he doesn't like the word past clients. I'm not sure I agree with him, but that's, again, he said he doesn't like the word past clients. These are just people that are actively referring you or actively looking to, to purchase. Um, so you need to get close to those people. Um, you need to, to double down uh, on your sphere of influence um, because um, previously those folks, um, you know, might not have, you know, they had a lot of options. Um, they have fewer options available to them. And, and that's where you're going to uh, really catapult your business. Um, you, know, you should be touching, communicating, um, engaging with your uh, sphere of influence at a minimum 24 to 36 times a year. 24 to 36 times a year you should be having conversations with them. And it's not all the same thing. It's not all emails. It's not a drip campaign. It's not a, um, uh, a text. It's not a phone call. It's not a, um, um, a, 
a meeting uh, or, a, or coffee with them. It's not a going to visit them. It's all of it. It's every bit of it. And you need to be doing all of those things systematically and in a way that um, that they feel valued mm-hmm. um, and they see your value, um, but they also see that you care. That is where you make a difference. That is where you see your business take off because I have sat in a room of 50, 100, 1,000 people, and the question is all it gets asked, how many times are you in touch with your, your uh, sphere of influence? And when the question goes to the 24 to 36 times, let me tell you, it's about 1% of the people that will raise their hand. Yeah. I want to dig into something a little bit deeper there because um, as we see less transactions – you are most likely going to see fewer leads. So many real estate agents over the last seven to 10 years have built their business on being able to get leads provided to them um, via one way or another. And I'm not saying they're all going away, but what I'm saying is I think they're going to be a lot fewer And on the other hand, like you said, focusing on your sphere, the people you know, and and kind of getting closer with them, you're going to be able to cultivate more leads from this group because, again, they're going to be able to be more decisive, like you were saying. They're going to be able to choose. Um, When you have like a cold kind of relationship like you would have with, "Here's here's a lead, why don't you give them a call? they're not going to be they're going to be less decisive to pick you because they don't know you. Now, I want to I want to go into a um um a formula that you have. You there's a formula that tells you how many transactions or how many leads you should be able to get based on the number of people that you have in your sphere. Can you talk a little bit about that? I can, but let's, before we do that, let's back up for a second. I want to, I want to kind of clarify the the lead and I'm going to challenge you for a second. Okay. We don't really challenge each other on this uh, podcast a lot. Usually we just agree a lot with each other, but I'm going to challenge you. Um, the, the average number of leads over the last 10 years has been steadily going up like huge, not steadily, like exponentially going up, like 200 million leads in a, in a year. 200 million leads versus 1.4 million transactions. Mm-hmm. So the number of leads, if, if, if the past is a um, future indicator, which a lot of times it is, but not always, um, I think the number of leads goes up. Now, we may be hitting a critical mass, and maybe 200 million is the max number of real estate leads that, that the – Internet can generate, but let's just be honest. What that just says is that uh, you know a lot of these leads are not going to turn into um, to close transactions, or they are um, uh, being poorly converted, and so that one person may represent fifteen leads in the system. Um, um, so I don't know that that, that happens, but I will say the, the sphere of influence piece is a hundred percent where your, your money is and where you can have predictable business leads of somebody else providing those to you is not predictable. That is somebody else owns it and they're selling it to you and you are the consumer. You, the real estate agent or the consumer buying this lead and, and somebody else is controlling your business. Your sphere of influence is yours. 
and you control that and you spend what you want and you dictate how you're going to pull pull business out of that. So let's kind of talk back to the the formula you mentioned. Um, the If you have a sphere of influence of um, whatever it is, these are people that – I want you to pull out a piece of paper and I want you to write this down. These are people that know, like, and trust you. If you walked into a room, they would recognize you, they would want to come up and say hello to you, and they would also take your phone call when you called them. Okay? This is not just somebody who lives in your neighborhood who may have gotten a postcard from you. These are people that know, like, and trust you. And this group of people, if you take the, that, number of, that number and you multiply it times five, and then you multiply that number times 5%, that's going to give you the number of transactions that you should be able to pull out of your um, your your database or your sphere of influence. Um, and the rationale, and this number is not just a formula that's just been made up. This has been proven. We have we got the data to show that that is it is a this is operating at about a ninety seven to ninety eight percent efficiency if you are touching and communicating with your folks at least twenty four times a year. So this is important of how you execute on this, but your 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 database is made up of of those group of people, and the idea is that those people know five people every year that are going to buy and sell a sell a piece of real estate, and the conversion rate that you would get roughly if you're doing it at a high level, you're going to get roughly five percent. Ninety five percent are going to go where else? They know another real estate agent. They um, do it on their own, whatever it may be, but you're going to only recoup 5% of those groups of people. And that's what your database or your sphere of influence should be producing for you. Um, and, you know, what does that look like? That looks like if you have a 200 person, 200 person database and you multiply that times five, that gets you a thousand people. And if you get 5% of those, that is a phenomenal business that looks, and depending on your average price point, could look like a four hundred thousand um, dollar gross commission income business just from your sphere of influence. Yeah, so it's um, basically turns out to fifty deals. Fifty deals. Fifty deals. So if you if you um, if you have two hundred people in your um, sphere of influence, uh, or if you have a hundred, let's say you have a hundred to two hundred. And you're not doing 25 to 50 deals out of that sphere of influence. You need to figure out why you're not in flow with your people uh, like you should be. Yep. And if if I ask you how many times do you communicate with your uh, clients um, directly, this is not a I'm I'm posting in social media. This is a direct conversation. If you tell me it's four, twelve. I'm going to tell you it's not enough. Somebody else is doing more or should be doing more or they're getting they're, – they're just not in direct flow with you. It takes more direct contact to really execute and convert on a sphere of influence um, model. Yep. This is, what, this is what we're talking about, guys, about um, becoming a pro or, or being a pro in this market. This is what it's going to take to be able to su- succeed – in this market. So, you know, if you need any of these kind of ideas or, or whatever to, to stay in flow with your people, contact us, let us know. We've got, I mean, we teach this stuff all the time. So uh, we'd love to talk to you about it. Absolutely. And uh, as you are trying, trying to prepare, not really prepare, but an idea of, of what the next uh, 12 months look like, honestly, guys, it's going to be up and down. 
uh, interest rates are going to go up. Interest rates are going to come down. They're probably going to uh, hover in that seven and a half to to five and a half range. That's a big range. Um, which, when it gets in the upper end, things are going to cool off. When it get dips down below six, six and a half, things are going to heat back up. So just be prepared to um, to do the things that you can control. You can't control the market. You can't control the interest rates. What you can control is who you contact, what you do when you wake up in the morning, and how you treat people along the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's uh, been a fantastic uh, um, uh, session. Um, um, Brian, I appreciate it. And uh, we will see you guys next time. See you. You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, and you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards. 